Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. I am your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for almost 20 years, and I've learned a thing or two along the way. Here's what I know. This podcast is for you, average dental assistant who wants to up their game to rockstar status. We are banding together to do better and be better, so get ready to catch some pearls. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. This week on the podcast, we got the one and only Julie Varney. I know. Everybody gasp. It's totally cool. If you guys don't know who Julie is, let me just give you a little bit of her bio, shall I? She's one of the coaches at Simple Solutions Coaching. So she's actually, she comes into your office and she focuses on calibrating the chairside assistant with the doctor to be more efficient, to have harmony, to be more productive, and to be more profitable. Uh, She's pretty amazing. In 2016, she was awarded fellowship with the American Association of Dental Office Management. And she's an active member and also a past chapter president. But that's just, I mean, that's just a little bit of what she does. Let me tell you about the big deal. You ready? She, in 2016, was named top 25 women in dentistry by Dental Products Report magazine. She focuses on building confidence and organizing chaos for the chairside assistant in the dental practice. Uh, I, I just, I can't say enough about her. She's pretty amazing. I'm sure you guys have seen her around all of the platforms. She's very active. She, uh, runs the Instagram page, Dental Assistance Rock, and she is just, she's a delight. (laughs) You guys are going to love her like I do. Um, but we kind of wanted to go on the podcast and talk a little bit about her efficiency training and just, we kind of got into everything about dental assisting. Like there's so many things in our career field that are awesome and she knows how to highlight them. So I hope you guys enjoy hearing from Julie just as much as I enjoyed talking to her. So stay tuned. Hello, Hi, are you? Julie. Hi. Hi, you're here. Hi. I'm here. I'm finally, I'm, I'm finally tuning in. All right. <laughs> we are so happy to have you on the podcast this week. Julie, you have an amazing story. And before we jump into any of your tips, tricks, and pearls, I would like you to tell the audience exactly what you do and how you got to do and what you do. Okay, let's see. Where do I start? Where do I start? All right. So at the age of 18, I was in hygiene school for a year and I became second semester. So I actually ended up having to drop out and figured what I'm going to do in my life with a baby. Um, so my friend said, you have a year of hygiene school. Why don't you be a dental assistant? And I'm like, does that really qualify me to do what I need to do? Um, in our area, we had a lot of people on the job. Researching the ads. I worked there for about three years. Okay experience was the greatest. But I didn't think I was learning what I needed to learn. So I was hired by another doctor. Uh, Dr. Forth, and I worked for him for about a year, um, and then I was in a car car crash. Um, I was hit by a drunk. I had my left hand smashed, so I had to take some time off. Time I search around, you look for jobs on your time off, of course, and see what else is out there because I had a year experience. I knew I could make more money, and I to Procopio, and I worked for him for almost twenty three and a half years practice. That was, um, he eventually retired, um, and I worked for Dr. Bradford, 
and I went from being the assistant to ending as the practice manager. So it was a long, lengthy career in the same practice, but it was so worth it. Wow. See, that is awesome. Because, like, there's so many dental assistants out there that they don't see the end game. You know, sometimes it just falls in their lap and they just think it's a J-O-B, but it's really a career field. And and it It is. You can have an amazing journey. So it okay, is, and so- it's you know, it's finding it's finding the right pathway. You know, you see it on forums about going to the school or that school, or you know, being on the job trained. Whether you were on the job trained or had four years of college, we're all dental assistants. So it's but it's finding the right career path for doing what you do. Whether you're working at McDonald's or being a dental assistant, it's finding what's going to work for you and your family. And how you're going to get there. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so uh, what, what is it you're venturing off to now? You're not necessarily your side anymore. You're <clears> kind <throat> of helping other dental assistants see their, you know, how, how to be efficient in their career field. Kind of sharing your pearls in your own way. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I started um, a couple years ago just branching out. I had taught dental assisting um, in a school that Dr. Bradford and I started for 10 years. It was very successful, so I enjoyed teaching and giving back all your knowledge because you, like yourself, have younger dental assistants or newbies on a job, and you just want to give them everything and tell them how to do everything and show them how to do everything and and just be so excited about it. Um, So I decided to start coaching um, dental practices, and I originally started with practice management because I worked the front office also, and I could easily find getting into a practice for the front office easier than getting in the practice for coaching a dental assistant. So in the office, you know, you know, if you've ever worked with consultants or coaches that the doctor gets coached, the hygienist gets coached mm-hmm. and the front mm-hmm. office gets coached. Well, where do we fall as a dental assistant? Yep. We don't ever get coached. We either get thrown in with hygiene, thrown in with the doctor or thrown in with the front office. So my focus became, I, I landed a really solid client about 45 minutes from my home and he's a wonderful practice. And I, now that I have that under my belt, I can more, I've gone back for the last eight, nine months, more focusing on, I, you know, want to help, um, dental assistants chair side, be better, be more productive, be more organized, helped their dentist be better at what they do so they can be more you know, productive and profitable. Um, because you, you, there's things that maybe they don't have, or the doctor's not embracing that they need to have and need to embrace for that dental assistant. I mean, I'm yeah, sure you, know, you find that too. Yeah, Julie, you know, it's, it's just wild the way you're wording that is, um, I don't ever get to work with people that do what I do. As far as a dental assistant, when you're established in the career field, you do it the way you know how to do it, but it'd be so much easier if somebody was just there watching and maybe giving you tips like, oh, that's extra steps and that's not very good time management or, you know, things that you're just so autopilot on. And it's just mm-hmm. it's so nice to be able to say, hey, wow, you could do this easier. Like what? <laughs> well, and it's just not the way I do things. Is I go in there and I, and I say, let me see how you work. And then I, you know, take all my notes and then I sit down with them together and say, how do you want to work together? Because often it's, they have great personalities, but they just don't sync up. They, you know, the, the assistant might not know what the doctor wants. And the doctor says, well, the assistant doesn't know what I want. 
Well, how are you communicating that? How are you building your yourselves to work in, in harmony, basically, so that it's right. kind of flawless? And yourself, if you worked with a doctor long enough, you could do it with your eyes closed with the same doctor. But often if the chemistry is not there, it's harder to how do you get past the chemistry to really be efficient, be organized, and be productive. So a lot of it is the dentist doesn't know how to embrace and approach the assistant to change and be adaptable to working better together. Yeah. So, wow. and it's, you, you know, you've <laughs> probably worked with dentists that were a struggle to work with, no matter if you stood on your head, trolled around three times and did <laughs> cartwheels into the thing. It's still like there was something that just wasn't right. Yeah. And it's sometimes, like, <laughs> the and sometimes yeah. And sometimes I've been in a practice where I'm like, yeah, this was just not the right assistant for you. It just is not, whether she's fabulous or not, sometimes it just might not be the right fit. You know, like she's a, yeah. she needs a different role. We don't want her to lose her in the practice. She's very ambitious, but she just is not working together with you. Let's try her on a, another associate or, you know, switch her over to hygiene or something where, where she's happy. And, and that's often where I find is, you know, I ask the assistant, what do you love to do? And I've had assistance from, I want to work the front desk, okay, or I just want to do sterilization, or I just want to take impressions all day and do ortho. Then why are you working in a general dentist? Why don't you go work in an orthodontist? And they're like, oh, I can do that? Well, of course you can do that. (laughs) You know, you can do anything you want. You're not glued to this practice. You're not stuck in this practice, you know? So it's, it's interesting how you know, we get perceived as dental assistants often and how if we were just, if people just, you know, doctors or whoever mentors would just take a little bit more time, I think, to listen to us. I think it would just be a little bit better for all of us. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a relationship, especially the amount of time that most assistants spend with their doctors. (laughs) Well, you have to be on the same wavelength. (laughs) Same wavelength, the same same conversation, you know, listening. I always said I was like a mini Dr. Bradford, you know, like I could quote what he was going to say. You could, you know, I could be one step ahead of him, And, and that's how it should be because that yes. makes them work. Not harder, obviously, like the old saying goes, but it's so true that if it, if you're going against the grain, it, it's a lot more work where if you were all in flow, it, it's a lot less work. So it's finding ways that you can build a great relationship with your doctor. And then, of course, that funnels to your patients and your team and, and just the whole practice environment. Yeah. But I just, you know, I've always found it's a struggle for us and like yourself is one to get more education and two and, and to how to be better. You yeah, because if you hone in on your skills, I mean that. Mm-hmm. I mean that right there takes a really so much stress, so much stress. The minute you it feel does. like I've got this, I've got this. Well, like it's this giant relief. <laughs> and and often I found that the assistant, not in fear, but feels like they can't go to the doctor and say, you know what, that procedure sucked. I mean, we were terrible. <laughs> I dropped instruments. It took 20 minutes. You didn't have the birds you liked. So often they don't communicate like that and then say, okay, what can we do better the next time? Yeah. Don't use it as a learning tool. 
because <laughs> they don't have the communication to sit down and evaluate it non-emotionally just you know from a a study point of okay this is what happened how could we do you know like do like a little checklist right you know okay this is where we always have a hiccup what can we do to change this right and and i you know, we've probably made every mistake in the book. We've dropped instruments. We've put an impression in them that was set up before we even got it seated. I mean, we have done probably every mistake that all everybody that's starting out is going to do. So it, it's 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 funny to see it when it happens. They're done that, and they're like, "Well, what do you do?" <laughs> well, I don't have a melt. I don't have a meltdown, you know. And they're like, "Oh my god, my doctor gets so angry." I said, "Well, what you need to do? Do you keep doing?" Well, and then they start, well, um, like, if you keep doing the same mistake, of course, they're going to get upset with you. <laughs> it's how you're going to fix it. So yeah. really, you know, it's all about learning from your mistakes and figuring out what can you fix the next time so it doesn't happen. So yes. Well, you know what, this is a great segue into I know I asked you earlier, I would get your top five tips for being efficient in our career field as a dental assistant, it could be super vague. It could be about working with your team, but just what are your top five qualities that you see in, in dental assistants that are truly happy in their career and that, you know, strive and continue to evolve? Like what, what are your five? Well, my (laughs) five would be one is if you don't know something, ask and learn. And the best, I say the best resource to learn from is your boss is the person you're working next to. You know, I used to always all the time say, what's that on an x-ray? And he'd be like, again? Well, <laughs> or what, what, why are you doing that? Or, you know, I was like the little squirrel that was kind of curious or whatever you call them, animals that are curious. But um, so always ask if you don't know, always ask and learn, write it down, keep a little notebook. Two for, you know, more of efficiency you know, is setting up your ops the, identically the same. Yes. I'm a big believer that if everything is the same in one room, it should be the same in the second room and the third room. So that if I had to come in, if it was in the one room in the same spot, it's going to be in the next room. Um, and also it helps the doctor remember where things are if he has to go and, and get them. So, you, you know, more of that from a fishing standpoint, the, it's, it should be organized with everything the same and identical. Um, another thing of efficiency is clock watching and watching the schedule. I was a big yes. clock watcher and schedule. And I was the, the, I call them myself the flow facilitator sometimes because I would <laughs> tell the doctor where to go. And I would be look, listening for when my hygiene needed me or when the front desk needed, you know, you could hear the movement in the practice. So being more of where what's going around in your surrounding environment, where you can hear the hygienist just finishing, um, polishing a tooth, and the doctor's sitting there doing nothing while the patient's getting up. We'll go do an exam. Let's go. Move mm-hmm. it along. Yep. So You're like an air traffic controller for teeth. <laughs> yes. That's what I say. That's what I say. That's what you can be. Um, and the other one is, you know, I'm a big believer in like the organization systems of sitting down with your doctor and calibrating. So what I mean by calibrating is you sit down every six months. And you go because you know how doctors like to change products from here to there. So Mm. one month they might use this bonding agent. And the next month they (laughs) say, oh, I got this sample. Let's try this. So sitting down every so often and going through your procedures step by step, item by item, um, 
to 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 make sure that you don't forget anything because you shouldn't leave chair side, right? So right. once you're in the procedure, you should have to get up to get this. Or he said, oh, I, I want this now. So everything could, should be in his reach so that it's it's right there and it and it you can work through the process. Because every time you have to leave, it's usually three to six minutes. And if you're leaving twice during a procedure, that's 12 minutes, say. And you leave oh. the next procedure, that's another 12 minutes. And so by the end of the day, if you calculated, you would spend you know, an average of an hour leaving chair side. Well, that's an hour you could be more productive doing something else. So really my biggest thing with the whole efficiency thing is sitting down with your doctor and going through his procedures, especially when they get new procedures, like, Hey, I just went to this course and we're going to start implants tomorrow. And yeah. yeah. (laughs) And they're like, they throw it all at you and you're like, okay. And you want what first, what are we going to do second? So really just sitting down with them and, and how you, you can be more efficient, efficient with each other. So that, that would be my text. I don't know if I have five, but. I think we're at four. Let's <laughs> we're throw a bonus four. in there just to make sure we cap the sure, five. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I would say reviewing your patient charts of what is going on. So what went on the appointment before? So last time when they were in, whether they were in for hygiene or a checkup or whatever, what's going on today? And what's going to happen after. So it's always good to know what's going on today. What happened before in case, you know, the doctor said something in hygiene or their appointment before. And then, you know, what's going on today. Because, you know, oftentimes it does change. But if there's other pending work or other issues going on, at least you can be aware of it. So really reading their chart is going to help you be efficient. Because there's nothing more than the doctor coming in and saying, where's the x-rays? And they're not pulled up. If you already have them pulled up. And you've read the chart or what's going on, at least prompting him to know what's going on. Yeah. You know, you know, what we do in my office is that we utilize sticky notes. <laughs> I, we, we do pretty much everything on the computer, but we do a sticky note that has the treatment for that day. It's mm-hmm. sectioned out in quadrants. So we literally can hone in on it. And at the bottom, we put next visit. And I always put on that sticky note, are they scheduled for a cleaning? do you know what's uh number two on the treatment plan like so before that patient walks out of there i've got the mm-hmm. ifc i've got the x-ray up the dentist can review their next plan of attack right right then and there so it gets reiterated even more so a patient knows you're not done yet this is where we're going next and it's and it's a big it's a big um it's a tool in your office that's like your your go-to tool to make everything flow. And I'm a big believer. It's sort of like what you use, except it's a treatment tracker. It's a huge sheet that you've written down everything. You use a sticky note, but it it serves the same purpose. It's everybody is kind of aware of what's going on, where that patient needs to go next. Um, Another last tool I'd say is your patient handoff. I mean, that's something assistants don't work, don't, don't utilize enough. Or it's not it's utilized a, properly in a practice. Yes, yeah, it's a dance. It's the two-person checkout. You know, you, yes. you, 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 when you walk that patient up, you say, Jane, I'm so glad we had you today. I hope it was just as, as, as an amazing experience for you as it was for us. I'm so glad we were able to care for you. I'm going to hand you over now to Betty Lou. And I'm going to tell her, you know, and, and I'm not saying this out loud, but. <clears throat> right. Um, so next time, Betty Lou. Um, is going to get you scheduled for that number two treatment plan that we just talked about so that we can take care of that before it gets bigger or, you know, reiterating on how important it is 
And then, then that, that, that person scheduling them, if it isn't already scheduled, you know, they get to reiterate on what the next plan of attack is. It's a great tool to do like a dance. Absolutely. And it also is very efficient because then Betty Lou at the front desk doesn't have to come back and chase you if I went on. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I tell, I tell a story when I go out to my speaking engagements that I used to be called the dump and chaser and it wasn't a drinking game. It's not a drinking <laughs> game. It was, I would dump the patient up front and I'd run back and to get my, you know, cleaning, got to break down the room and set up for the next patient. And my front desk person would have to chase me. She's like, I am so sick of dumping and chasing. And, you know, it's always stuck with me. And I said, well, how can we fix it? She's like, you want to fix it? And I'm like, well, I don't really like the, the wrath of you coming back at me all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I obviously I'm doing something wrong. Let's fix it. How can I work better for you up front? So, you know, it, it's just laughs. Every time I, I think about dumping and chasing, I think, oh, <laughs> that was me. I just, oh, have a nice day. Bye-bye. I got to go to my room. You know? Boom, out the door. <laughs> and, and we're, and you know, it happens. You're so busy, and the, some practices are 10 times busier than the practice I worked in. And I could see where time is a crunch. You know, time, everybody thinks the clock is ticking. How fast can we get? But if we kind of just slowed down and, and did things a little bit different, time wouldn't be an issue. It, it's all going to work out at the end of the day. Yeah. We're all going to get out at the same time and, and stuff. So it's interesting. And you're on a lot of forms that I'm on. And, it's interesting to say, oh, I'm so tired of working till six o'clock. I'm so tired of, you know, well, what can you do better? What, what's the time issue? So it's interesting. It really is. And, and here's the thing. It's the minute that you decide that you want to change what's not working is when you really excel. When you see it, you identify it. And then you say, yes, okay, this is a problem. Nobody else is dealing with this. What can I do to fix it? <laughs> Right. What can I and do differently? You can't change everybody, but you can change your actions. How you, yeah. So that, yeah. You, and how, and, you know, how like you can you do said, things better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, well, like you said before, like dental assistants, we haven't had a whole lot of opportunities to grow. Uh, they kind of throw you into practice. And then, like you said, you get attached to other uh, careers, you know, as far as CE goes, or there's nothing that's ever been honed in for just us to make right. us be better and do better. And I think the tides are changing. I think that the, the team mentality is understanding that if you have a peak performer in every single position in that team, you are going to run so much better. You're going to be happier and your office mm-hmm. is going to glow, literally glow. Yeah. People see oh. it, they feel it. It's palpable. Oh, You're happy. Absolutely. You guys are on time. Like, that's just, that's the goal. <laughs> and every dentist wants, they want to, you know, unified. Hi, Julie. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, we are just getting started. What happened? <laughs> well, you know, technology is amazing, right? <laughs> it is. If you, except for your weather is you get, are you getting storms out there? Yeah. No, up here in the oh. Northwest corner of Montana. Oh, how beautiful. Well, we're still very <laughs> fallish here. So keep it over there for a little bit. <laughs> you got it. I'll, I'll save up at least four feet for you. Okay, great. And then you can send it my way <laughs> after November 1st. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it down. I'll write it down. But you know, okay. I, I'm trying to think where we left off, but we were I talking think- about, you know, dental assistants and their career and, and how, you know, often 
like you said, you and I are on forums and we see the the disheartened conversations and things that people are talking about out there about their career. And a lot of times that makes me sad. Like, what can I do for them? What can we do to make them love it just as much as we do and have? Yes. Yes. So we can, we're going to make a difference, Julie. We are. There's going to be you and me and like a gazillion other dental assistants that are going to jump on this rock star train and they're going to figure out the easy way to do it instead of the hard way to do it. Right. And they're going to totally see all of the possibilities about living a happy, healthy life and having a happy, healthy career, you know, like. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. And the minute you figure out the hiccups, and I've said this before, with comfort comes joy. The Mm -hmm. minute you decide I am awesome at this because I've taken the time to invest in myself to weed out those little things that make me unhappy and to figure out ways around them. That's, I mean, I always think of like the little marching ants. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like they always figure out a way around it. Like, what is it that makes you unhappy? Let's identify it. Let's do what we got to do to rectify uh, it uh, so you can be happy. And, and, yeah, and, and figure it out and put an action plan into place and steps in the right direction to make you, you know, feel like you're you have a great career and that you're not sad when you go home from work because nobody should be miserable or dread going to work ever ever and you know often like a a lot of times I've come to you know some offices and you know I am a big believer of any education it's is is awesome it's not wasted so whether you go to uh, a 10 week program or to a, a two year college for dental assisting. No education is what it's how you apply it and apply it on a daily and how, what type of student are you? So a doctor that, you know, I always say there's a, the doctor that hires on the, on the job and they don't have time to tra- properly train them. And I'm in, you know, in some States you can do that and I'm all for that because that's what can be done, but they should really, if you're training on the job, have a good game plan to do it because you need to set them up for success. You don't want to set them up for failure or unhappiness. So even if it's a, you know, even myself, if I came into your practice, I don't know your systems. I don't know what your doctor likes. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to have some system in place to help me be successful at your practice, or I'm not going to like it. Nope. I'm going to be unhappy because I'm going to feel frustrated. I don't know where this is. I don't know what the doctor likes. So there really has to be a system for success in a practice, whether you've never dental assistant before or you've got 40 years of dental assisting in your back pocket. It's every office is different. The concepts are the same, but the way the dentist does it is totally different and the way your office and you, and you need to be adaptable. So that's the biggest thing I think is that you have to be adaptable to change. If you can't be adaptable to change, dental assisting is not for you. No, that no. is so true. I, Julie, you can, you can attest to this. I mean, we've been doing this. This is like a long game for us. I mean, I remember starting out right. with hydrocolloid. Do you remember that impression material? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I still have an office. I still have an office. Oh man. You had to stand over the patient. This water rushes through and it sets up the material and like, and it's, they can't do tree, uh, triad trays. Like you literally have to hold it there and it's just super, like, it's Mm -hmm. a great impression. I will still tell you to this day that it's probably the best impression you'll ever get, but oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I have a I have a dentist in this area that I work with that he still uses it. He's a big believer in, in the outcome of the impression and he won't alter and that's fine. But if you've never worked with it, you need to take the time with the assistant to show her how it properly works. So (laughs) because if not, you're going to be frustrated and she's going to be frustrated and things change. Everybody's different. Just like you said, some people place implants, some don't, some do sealants, some don't like you can't. Here's what I want to emphasize to a lot of the assistants Mm -hmm. that are changing offices. Don't ever say that's not the way we did it because all that negativity guys, and it doesn't help you. It doesn't help your new employer. It doesn't help the team. Just leave it in your head. Don't let it come out of your mouth. <laughs> right. No. And I always say, so how do you do it? That's, I, that's a yes. better question or response to say is, so how do you do it in your practice? Yes. You know, and you could always follow up, whoa, I've done it in the past like this, but you really need to own, um, hone in on how they do their things because that's going to make you more successful. I mean, if, if you're an awesome impression taker, And I always had one lady that did it from behind. And I'm like, why do you do it from behind? I've never even seen that before in my whole entire life. I do it in front of the patient so I can see, you know. And she's like, oh, I do it. But she took an amazing impression, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, just show me how to use the material. Can I still do it from the front? She's like, oh, yeah, you can do it from the front as long as the impression's accurate. I'm like, okay, great, thank you. (laughs) But it's, it's it's all working to you know, working with your team to figure out how you do things, especially when you're, you get into a new practice. And I think that's the struggle is a lot of it, it, a lot of the assistants that go into practices aren't set up for success. They don't have a manual. They don't have, you know, procedure diagrams. They just said, okay, here's your job. And you know, the first patient needs a composite and you're like, oh, okay. I know what a composite is. I've done it, but I don't know how yeah, he everybody does it. Uses different prepping birds, different finishing birds, like uh, Gluma, Hemaseal, like what? You know, like everybody has different protocols. <laughs> and the key, you know, they what? Do. every time I move, uh, I don't move anymore, but every time I did move and I, I would start in a new practice and I would always do a tour. Like it would be at the end of the day after my working interview and I knew I, you know, I knew I nailed it. I would go and look through every drawer every cabinet, everywhere I could look, because I knew at some point that memory was going to flash back if I needed it. <laughs> right. I remember seeing that. I know it's in this vicinity. And, and the more you do that, you could do it every day. Look at where everything is. Just have situational right. awareness so that ebb and flow does work out. <laughs> well, and, and knowing is, is, is a real key but also, if most of the time, like you've been, and probably myself also, is we get into a job and the other assistant has left, and you're yeah, the only you assistant. You have no one to shadow. <laughs> you have no, yeah, you have nobody to fall back on. So oftentimes, I have told assistants, if you get into a practice and you know, you're replacing someone else, when you get in there, you need to start fresh. You, know, you need to start with the doctor and build yourself a manual, help the next assistant that might come after you, you know, step-by-step step, build a manual of procedures, birds that he likes, um, step, you know, things in the operatory, set it up so that the next person doesn't have to feel like you where yes. you were lost. 
and didn't know or, what you was know, going even on. If you grow, like say they, you know, start taking a bigger patient load higher and they and have I... to hire more staff or more team members. You're like, I don't have time to train you. Clearly we're busy. That's why we hired extra bodies. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, it, it, but here's my awesome manual yes. that I created and you can follow I have the along. Clip right. notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. Dental assistant cliff notes. There you go. Oh, Julie, it was so nice talking to you today. I am so happy that you've taken time out of your day to be with us. Oh, anytime, anytime, anytime. And like I said, you know, we all started somewhere. Yes. Right? We are all newbies. We all started somewhere. It's gotten to the path that we are at now. It doesn't matter how we got here. It matters that we're all dental assistants. Yes. We all have the same common goals. To help our team, help our doctor, have a great rewarding career, help our patients. So it doesn't, it's about how, how do we keep going? How do we keep elevating ourselves to that next, you know, ring on the ladder and, and climbing the ladder of success and being truly happy with what we do? How, how can we be better at that and helping others yep. do that? Yeah. You know, you get to a place where you're indispensable in your office. You know, you've done things right. Right. If that office cannot function without you, you are there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because that means that you've taken the time in yourself to learn and be the best that you can be to where you, I mean, literally, you're, you're replaceable. And, and that's like, you know, if I had to think of, of a, a ladder, if you will, for your career, if you're in a stable, happy environment with a team that all pitches in, and that you guys are literally working like a fine-tuned machine, there is nothing more enjoyable than going to work. Like, that's what you look forward to. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely. It's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. It's, I, I don't think I've ever not liked a day of my career, um, besides maybe the day that after I was hit by the drunk driver and I, my hand was in the cast and I couldn't assist. But the doctor did say, well, can't you just put a glove on it? I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. It is. It'll mis- look like it works, but it still doesn't work. Right. It wasn't <laughs> a shape to hold a suction, but I don't think I can put a glove on a cast. So, but you know, and th- th- there may be frustrating moments, but you you figure out a solution. You know, we, sh- we are big. Pro- I always say as dental assistants, we are big problem solvers. We are like one step ahead we, you know, think outside the box. So it's just finding solution. That's what's going to make you happy. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to, you have to feel good about yourself. And, and that's what it should be. Like you go home saying, yeah, I did a great job today. Not, Oh, that was awful. I don't want to go back tomorrow. Yeah, no. (laughs) And I know there's a few of our listeners that feel that way. And we, you know, you don't have to reach out to us. I know Julie, you are very approachable. How would I find you in the social medias, if I was looking for advice, sure. maybe just wanted to kind of follow and see what you're putting out there. Sure. Um, you can find me at Julie Varney on Facebook. Um, uh, Instagram, I'm Dentistry's Girl Friday. Actually, my friend came up with that name. She's like, you do a little bit of it. You're like a Girl Friday. So I thought that was cute. Um, <laughs> we, we, I have a community page for um, dental assistants called Dental Assistants Rock. Um, which I'm sharing with the world and help promoting everybody else too, to bring us all together. And, um, uh, Oh, my, I, my email is Julie at JulieVarney.com. Perfect. Love it. You guys, seriously, like Julie knows her stuff. If you need any second set of ears. Well, so do you Rhonda. Miss Rhonda does too. (laughs) We're all in it together. 
If we, we are all in this together. Yes. And if I don't know the answer, we will find people that do. <laughs> so, Well, you know, I, it's funny because I've said this before, like how many opportunities we have now than I'm sure you and I, when we started out, we, we I didn't, didn't have yeah. any opportunities to reach out to anybody to, to learn how they do it or what can I do differently? You know, like we just, we didn't have that support system and this is a huge no. movement for dental assistants and I'm, I'm super excited to, Me too. Get to watch it evolve. It's just, it's amazing. Like, cause it's only going to be better and so better. Much more. Right. Yeah. And it's only going to be We're better for better our generation. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, and like I said before, dentistry is not a one person job anymore. So no. If we step up as dental assistants, get rid of those kinks, be the best versions of ourselves at work, man, the sky is the limit. Absolutely. It's, it's, it'll truly be a great career. Truly, truly, truly. All right, Julie. Well, thank you so much. Oh, well, thank and you for I, I having me. I look forward me. to having you back on the podcast oh, for another episode. I have lots of ideas. Pick your brain. Oh, no, awesome. <laughs> that sounds great. All right. You All right, care. you too. Bye. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars, where we're banding together as a dental assisting tribe, including Julie, to do better and be better. If you guys have any tips, tricks, or pearls that you want to share, please contact me on the DA Rockstars Facebook page. I will get you on the podcast. If you want to share in person, I am happy to convey your tips for you if you want to write them down. But the bottom line is that we all know that we can grow and this is the place where we're going to share and do it. So until next time, keep on sectioning.